Welcome to the Calvary Community Church Podcast. For more content and information about Calvary, please visit our website at calvaryhouston.com. Our youth group had an incredible time at camp, and in this a great group of young people and young adults up here. Let's welcome Jane Winnie, our student ministries ministry director, and let's hear our testimonies. Hi, guys. Uh, we had an absolute awesome time at uh, EDB Camp 2020. Um, and I thought to myself, you know, if I started sharing something um, amazing about each student, then they wouldn't get a chance to share. So you get a chance to hear them today. But I do want to applaud um, our counselors was Chris Johnson and Natalie Blassingame and Jaden Miller. They did an over-the-top job, and I could not have done uh, camp without them. So I, I just want to say a, an extra special thank you for them. And um, so you guys are going to come up here, and so everybody can see you, and uh, just share your name and a short testimony, and then everybody will come here so it can be on camera. Hi, I'm Amanda. Okay, so when I had gone to camp, I was a lukewarm Christian. I, you know, I had always, like, pulled away from God because I really feel worthy of his presence. Um, and so he had, a lot, he had a lot of work to do. So it was Wednesday, and he, um, the past, not the pastor, but who, um, the worship team, one of them was like, go to um, your place of pain. Like, you know, like, revisit it so that you can heal from it. And, um... You know, it was kind of hard because, like, you know, along the line, like, I have, you know, forgiven, and I thought that I was healed, and it was a lot of contradictory with myself because, like, when I would think about it, like, I would just feel still, like, so hurt, so I didn't really know how to process it, and so I was, you know, um, praying and stuff, and um, they're like, well, you are healed, and I, you know, I knew that, like, I was, but I still didn't feel like God was done. You know, we had done um, Triple T, which is um, Time to Testify, after the last session of worship. Um, and I had shared, but what I had shared, it wasn't finished. Um, and so then on Thursday, in the beginning, it was about the heart. And, you know, like I was just, you know, like succumbed with the Holy Spirit, and he was just surrounding me. And Miss Jane came up, and, he, and she was like, God has healed you, but he's not going to take those scars from you because it's a reminder of his faithfulness to you and that he never left you. You know, like that just lifted me up. But there was one more thing. Um, so God likes to connect with, connect with us through things that we like as well. And so there was a scene from a show that I watch, and she, um, she was in a stance of submission with her hands up bowing on the floor and God was like I want I need you to submit to me because I was always so reluctant to give him my all because it was a constant cycle you know like waves where I would go all in with God and then I would screw up and feel unworthy so I would recede and that needed to stop so I was in the front by the stage and there was just a lot of people by me so I didn't really have a chance to get on my knees and so God answered that because we'd all, um, I think it was the next session after, where we all had a chance to go and to bow at the altar and to get on our knees. And so I had submitted myself to God that night. And it was just such a wonderful feeling to feel finally like light and free. <laughs> uh, thank you. Hey, everyone. I'm Eliana, by the way. 
For those of you who do not know, which you probably do, um, before we start, I'm going to give you a tiny backstory, and it's literally one sentence. So, <laughs> the past couple of months, I have actually been feeling a little bit lonely. Um, that's my backstory. So, the worship leader on Wednesday, no, okay, it was Tuesday night, um, Connor came up to me and said, so when you were at the altar, I felt like the Lord was coming over you and he was putting his hands on your shoulders. I was like, okay, you know, cool. And I didn't really think anything of it until Wednesday night, the worship leader said, okay, so I want all of you guys to think and pray of what, think of what the Lord calls you. And there are three words I got. I got a lot of words, but you know, things he calls me. God, daughter of Jerusalem, received and loved. Then Timothy come, actually comes up to me and says, okay, so I feel like the Lord is sharing with me that you are loved and he really cares for you. And then I just start crying. It just impacts me so much and hits me. And I'm just like, whoa, okay. And it, the Lord showed me that that night that I'm not alone and I do not have to be lonely because I'm not alone. And um, he freed me from loneliness that, light, that night. So yeah, it was really special. Okay, so so first of all, for uh, since COVID started like about five or so months ago, I just started to feel like I was drifting away from Jesus, and I kept um, praying, and I just really wanted to feel alive with Him. So we're at youth camp, and it's Tuesday, and we're eating lunch, and so I tell Miss Jane, so she prays for me, and then that night um, we were worshiping, and it was like really powerful, and I was noticing. Uh, all around me that people were being touched by the Holy Spirit and uh, crying. So I really wanted to be touched too. And then, and then Connor walked up and, <laughs> and um, he said to me and Maddie that even though that we're small, that we're really powerful and we're making a big impact on people's lives. And so that was really cool. And so I walked up to Miss Jane uh, to get a hug and then um, she started praying for me, and then all of a sudden, it was like I was just um, touched, and I just started crying, and it was really, really powerful but and amazing, but like kind of terrifying because it had never happened before, and I really wondered how I was going to go to sleep. So it was pretty cool. Hi. My name is Maddie Meeks. Um, this was my first time going to youth camp. So many things happen. I there's no time to share everything that happened. But first of all, like everything was just so impactful, and it was just amazing how all of those students in there were just they would just come and they would crowd the stage and they would lay on the altar. And there was one point where literally everyone was crying in the room and like <laughs> everyone was on their knees and. There's this one guy that uh, we call the mullet guy, <laughs> and this this guy, he was probably in high school or something, and he would go and he would pray for p these people, and people would have to surround these people because every time he prayed for someone, they would fall to the floor, and they would be knocked out, or knocked out for like 10 minutes probably, and they would just be on the floor with their eyes closed and during that time 
a lot of them had dreams and vision, visions, and when they woke up, they told everyone about those dreams and visions. And so it was really cool. At one point, there was like 10 people on the floor, like knocked out. <laughs> it was crazy. But one of my testimonies is I got a lot of words that I was going to be on the worship team uh, for my life. Um, and I never really thought about that. Like, I don't know. But I just got a lot of words for that, and I thought that was really cool. And then last thing, I promise, <laughs> Miss Jane came up to me, and she was like, hey, Maddie, I just feel like the Lord really wants you to give your life to the altar. And so I went and I prayed about that. I was quite scared because that's a big commitment to come to, and um, it's very definitely sometimes scary. But then a song that my mom, the prayer is in the song. It's a prayer that my mom says to me every night. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord May the Lord lift his, lift his count upon you and give you peace now and forever. Okay, and but that song came on, and so I thought the Lord is definitely trying to tell me something. And so that night I gave my life to the altar. Hello, I'm Tim. This is my second time going to EGP, and uh, God just. It was different than the first time for sure, but it was more awesome in my opinion. So about a week before camp, I had just gotten baptized um, at the summer camp I went to. And <laughs> yay, clap, clap. Uh, and after that, I just asked God to move in my life more. And I already knew an opportunity for that was coming up, which was youth camp. So I was expecting him to move, but not this much. Um, so the first night, Tuesday, um, I was just worshiping and, uh, someone came up to me and, uh, was like, Hey, God's telling me you have a lot of energy. And, uh, you probably see that sitting me way in line. And he's just going to use that because like, you just have a lot of energy and a lot of endurance and he's going to point you in a direction to run and you just got to run. And uh, I thought that was really cool. All right, y'all. My name is Maddie. I went to EGP camp, EPG, anyway, EGP camp. And my, it's, this is my third year going, and third um, year's a charm, obviously. And so I just wanted to kind of share a little bit about what happened while we were at this amazing camp. First off, let me tell you about this. There's two things you get when you go to camp. You get a new passion, new fire for the Lord, new desire to wanna be um, more connected with him. And you also get your voice back in seven to 10 business days. So I'm still recovering, all right? So I just gotta put that out there. Whew. All right. So I want to start off by saying that I am not a very expressive worshiper. I don't, I'm not like, open the flood. You know, some people are out there, dance break. I mean, you guys could win a competition with that, but me, I'm just kind of standing there, uprooted. I'm, you know, lifting my hands up, and that's really all that I would do. By the end of camp, that, uh, that certainly changed. So um, by the end of camp, I was, basically anything you can think of, I was doing. I was dancing, I was jumping, we were like, Open the floodgates. <laughs> I know. I need a. I need a, a lesson from Miss Mandy over there. My voice is 
lacking. All right, so that was definitely something that was a change. I was like, hmm, interesting. So um, some other things that happened to me, I experienced a way deeper connection with him. Before it was harder for me to just look up and be like, that's my dad, you know? But now I can look up and be like, that is my father and he is there for me at all times and I can come to him four in the morning, 1 p.m., whatever, whenever time I wanna go to, 24-7, 365. So I felt like we were communicating more. I felt a deeper connection. So that was a big, awesome, awesome thing. Okay, another thing real quick. So family struggles have been prevalent in my life, part of my prayer life since I was about in fourth grade now. Yeah, fourth grade. And so the first year I went to camp, I was, you know, it was really hit me hard. It was kind of in the middle of everything that was going on. So I was just totally asking for prayer. And this third year, you know, stuff adds on after two years and stuff. So I was like, it was coming back to me. It was like an open wound ready for healing. And so there is this man, his name is Sterling, and he was a drummer for the camp. And he came up one uh, night and he was like, hey guys, listen, go back to something in your past that has totally ravaged you, that has made you just totally in your worst time. And so I went back to that time where I was really, you know, kind of in the darks. And it helped me, I realized that I had open wounds in that area, that they were not fully closed. I thought they were, but you know, he totally made me recognize the fact that I need to forget and forgive and that I need to let go and let God and that's all I can do in this situation. So that was definitely something that was so freeing to me. It was, it was just totally epic. And no other religion can simply close their eyes and ask for forgiveness and it's, it's done, you're free like that. And that's something that we are so lucky and blessed to have is that relationship where we can just say, I'm so sorry. And he's like, you're forgiven, dude. I'm like, yes, thank you. All right, I had three prophetic words to give to people. Um, first year I had none, second year I had like one. This year I had three, a bigger jump. We're getting up the numbers, we're getting up the numbers. It was a totally, I mean, it was honestly a little hard because like, hey, like um, the Lord loves you. You know, I was kind of speaking a little bit quieter and I sounded more like a man than I do today. I was, ooh, it was bad. So, you know, that hasn't really happened to me before, but I was like, hey, okay, cool, God, let's go. Okay, so I asked the Lord to give me a verse and he gave me a verse about casting out an impure spirit. And I was like, okay, Lord, what are you trying to tell me right now? Like, this is ridiculousness. And I talked to Miss Jane and Miss Jane was like, hey, you know, there's something, this is a message. I was like, okay. So, I mean, I feel like a failure to like the Gen Z community. I didn't even take a picture of it. I didn't write it down in my notes. I like didn't do anything. I don't even remember the verse, but I have it written down way in somewhere, probably in my Bible somewhere. But how many people say that the coronavirus was like a shock to them that came out of nowhere? Anyone? I know it came out of nowhere to me. I know. I'm sorry. It just did. All right. What if, would you believe me if I told you that the coronavirus was no surprise to our father in heaven? He knew it was coming the whole time. And so we prayed about this and it was mandatory to wear masks at camp. And so we were like, I mean, oh my gosh, we had to wear them when we were worshiping and we were like, keep like pulling them out of our mouths and our face. And it was just uncomfortable. But you know, we were like, if this is what we have to do to experience the Lord, then why would we not do it? And so I was filled with the breath of Christ at the, like towards the end, because I was like, at one point I forgot the mask was even on. And so that was a uh, very big blessing. And I felt like I honestly converted my mask to Christianity because I wore it so much. 
I was like, I mean, hey, like, he's your savior, man, like, even if you're plastic. So it was hardly noticeable at the end of camp. And I want to close by saying thank you to all of our donors who gave to our scholarships. If you knew how much this impacted every single one of us, you would, I mean, you wouldn't even imagine. So thank you to Miss Jane. Love you, Miss Jane. Let's give it up for Miss Jane. All righty, I'll hand it off to the next person, but I love you guys. God bless. Wow, that was great, Maddie. Okay, so my name's Caitlin, and walking into this, I just had, I've already had the spirit of freedom, and I've been coming into this knowing that the Lord's got me, and I don't have to get this spiritual feeling or anything to feel like, oh, yeah, that's the Lord. I already knew in my heart that he was there. Um, and so going into this, I was preparing, and I was praying, and I even fasted a week, or not a week, just one meal. Um, but, yeah, and I'm walking in, and he's just putting that contentness on my heart. Even though I'm not getting these feelings, I'm praising him all the more. During worship, I don't feel that high, but I know he's there. He also did give me a lot of uh, prophetic words to share with people. And uh, he just showed me that through this week to be obedient. Because back at home, I do struggle with being consistent, reading my word. But it is uh, something, a passion he's put on my heart to study his word and grow in him. Because that's where I uh, feel uh, the most alive is when I'm opening up the book and just spending time with him. Uh, I'd like to share some of those prophetic words that he gave me. I think the first one I had was for Connor. And um, as you might have heard, he had shared a lot of prophetic words. And I knew that he had done it many years um, before at camp. Um, he just has that wonderful gift. Um, but the Lord put on my heart that as he has gone deeper with the Lord, um, he hasn't been putting in that time. And so I just told me to share with him that um, he needs to grow deeper and spend that quiet time with him. And uh, Connor took that so well, and I didn't even know he w wasn't speaking as many words as he used to in the previous years. But um, the moment I prayed with him and shared that with him, I mean, look at it. He, he was just speaking life. The spirit was in him. He, he just uh, made that choice in his heart to open his heart to him and just soften his heart. Um, and so uh, the next day, I continued to get words. Um, I think on Thursday, uh, so I had finally gotten those anklets that you see on my legs, um, and one of them was blue. And as I was, I was purchasing them, uh, the Lord put on my heart to be giving one of them to someone. And I was like, okay, um, Lord, who is this person that you're, you've put on my heart to share? And it was... Actually, this girl who had uh, come by before whenever we were trying to purchase them later, but we didn't have enough time. And she like w had walked over while I was looking at them as well. And she was like, oh my gosh, these are so cool. Once I get some money, I'm going to grab one right, right away. Because she didn't have money at the time. And she, she just popped up in my head as I was praying. And the Lord was uh, showing me the words to give to her. On the bracelet, there was a little jewel thing. that kind of looks like this, but it was blue, and it was clear, and it had flowers on it. Uh, he just showed me that the flowers are her joy, and that she's going to be challenged during life when she goes back home. And that she just has to, when she looks at that bracelet, just to 
immediately prayed, don't let those doubts overcome her. When she has uh, things that the Lord's put on her heart to do, that she will pray and that um, just ask the Lord to take it all away and to give her that desire to keep on going. And so the weird thing is, is that I found her just right after I purchased it, right after dinner, we were about to go into worship and we were waiting outside in the lobby. Um, And I, I walk up to her and I tap her on the shoulder and I'm like, hey, what's your favorite color? And she says blue. And I was like, oh yeah, I already knew that was confirmation. So, and then she invites me to come hand out some glow stick necklaces. And I'm like, yes, of course. And I was like, oh, this is totally the Lord. He's totally just linking me up with her. And so we're handing them out and then we get to worship time. And I'm trying to find this girl because I got to share this with her. And she's out here praising him up at the altar. And then I wait, I just wait another song. I was like, okay, Lord, I'm, I'm just going to wait. You know, Lord's timing. Um, and then I see her and she's praying for some dude that's laying on the floor. And I'm like, okay, okay, another song, another song. And then she's praying for her friend all the way on the other side of the... <laughs> the stage and it's just crazy because this lord she's got the passion and she's being so obedient and that's exactly what i need to share with her and i just thought that was so crazy and i and i come and i share with her and i ended up having to pray with the same girls that she was praying for and so once i get i got her time i was able to share with her and this girl bursts out in tears it wasn't me it was all jesus these words are not mine all glory to him And so after that, I just had this passion to share with this dude that had given me, uh, given his testimony to me at one of these workshops. It was right after that. And he, the Lord was just telling me, go, stop letting that fear overtake you. Just because you don't have, you're younger and you feel like you don't have authority, that doesn't mean that you're not supposed to share this. Because when you have the spirit of the Lord in you, you have full authority. And so um, I walk up to him, and I'm very nervous, and I share that with him, and he, he was the one who told me that. And um, so the word that I had for him uh, the day before when he had shared that, and I um, was significant. He was significant, and that he was an uplifter, and that he had a sense of, like, bringing in a community and I think that really resonated with him. And it's crazy how I, he, the Lord gave, gave me something to speak life into him, but he ended up speaking life into me, which I thought was so cool. And so right after that, I f- found another dude and um, I, I just continued to stay obedient. That was just the message that um, Jesus was telling me all week to that through speaking of being obedient and faithful, that you're doing you're staying on the right straight narrow path with him yeah and right after that after that word um I just bursted out in tears because um I think that was just the way the Lord was um expressing uh his blessing on me for being so obedient um and right after that I felt the Lord was telling me to um, go to Jane and pray uh, with her and just, and everything she said just spoke so much life into me, how I was just being a light and um, that I was going to be filled with his laughter and his joy. But like, I don't know, I was just so thankful that um, Jesus, uh, Jesus was able to speak through Jane. Um, it was everything I needed to hear, um, just full of confirmation. Uh, the Lord just does mighty things and I give it all to him.
Um, hi, I'm Kylie. I'm new to Calvary, and this year was my first year at EGP camp. But um, here's two backstories. So uh, I'll get one into later in the story. But basically, like, I took a break from God thinking, like, it'd be a good idea, only because, like, there was a lot of things happening in my life. I just stopped going to church for a little bit, and EGP camp, like, changed my life, and I just feel like a different person and now. And um, another thing was, <laughs> I left my stuff at EGP camp. <laughs> and um, Miss Natalie, she was like, is there anything valuable in there? And I was like, um, yeah, my Bible and uh, where I took my notes, and I have like a book full of notes. And then my amazing smelling conditioner, it was so good. But um, I feel like God's testing me right now and testing my faith because I used to be scared to share the word and I'd be like, oh, I don't want to get judged, so I'm just not going to say anything. So I feel that, you know, I have everything in my head and I know what I'm going to say. So first day of EGP camp, we're just worshiping and like everybody's like raising their hands and they're jumping for joy. And I'm like just sitting there just singing with my hands to myself and stuff. And then... Um, I decide to pray for Connor because he looked like, yeah, he <laughs> he just looked like he needed some prayer. And I don't think he knew, but it was like my first time, like actually like praying for somebody, like giving words from the Lord. And I pray for him. And then he's like, I see you with a bunch of people in your hand over them and you just sharing their word and just, and then I start crying because, you know, and then Connor walked up and then um, it was just a nice feeling. And so like, I'm praying to God the night after and I'm like, thank you for all this. I want to pray for me. I want to pray for more people because, you know, I didn't know it felt this well. And so uh, next day, EGP camp, I'm getting these words that like they were talking about. I've never had an experience, but everybody said they were getting different words. But all through the days, I got the same word, which was power and power in my prayer. And it was just really nice because, you know, I'm from somebody who never spread the gospel and getting these words. It's just like cool. And there's this man named Paul, and he was a military guy. <laughs> and um, if we were past our curfew, like, he'd come and he'd scream at us. So <laughs> I'm chilling in my dorm, reading my notes, eating ice cream, and all I hear is, sir, yes, sir. And so um, I open my door, and then me and Paul make eye contact, and I was like, I'm good. So then I close the door and go back in my room. And then he's yelling, he's like, why aren't there more girls out here helping? And so we run out the dorm and we're running. And he's like, pick up this trash. There's no trash anywhere. And so I'm just like running and I'm like, uh, yeah, Paul, get into it or whatever. And then um, he's like yelling at us and he's like, go to bed, good night and stuff. We're like, yes, sir, good night to you too. And then uh, he's leaving. We're like, bye, Paul. And he goes, bye, girls, have a good night. <laughs> and um, the next day he was praying for me and I was like, I didn't think, I didn't know if he was going to yell or not because, you know, he was in his military suit and he was like, I see God in you and he's going to change you and it's going to be amazing. Well, this is the second day, so I don't know what's happening. And so the second day I'm going out during worship and I'm ugly crying and I'm praying for people. And it was really uh, nice because that day I prayed for eight people and I mean, I've never prayed for anybody. And then... The last day, mullet boy, mullet man, whatever his name is, he's praying for people and he's making them drop to the floor and stuff. And so I'm, I'm jumping and I'm praying and I'm crying. And all of a sudden, my friend named Eric, he just falls on his head. And it was like, whoa. And then I start crying again. I'm like, is he dead? Is he okay? 
And then he wakes up and he's like shook. And then like two seconds later, drops down back on the floor. And I was like, oh my gosh, not again. And then um, he wakes up and he's telling me like he has these uh, visions from God. And it's cool because like, I mean, I've never seen, not to expose, I've never seen her go to church or anything, but like he's through this whole experience, he's been praying and praising and reading his Bible and it was good. And then another miracle I saw happen was there's this boy named Colby and um, he couldn't walk, or I mean, he could walk, but he had a cane and he was like struggling and people were praying for him. And the first day he was walking without his cane. And then the second day he started running with Mr. Chris and it was amazing. And, um, and the last day he was like jumping and running and praising the Lord and stuff. And it was just cool. Cause within the span of three days, God healed his legs. And um, I don't know, I just felt, cause I've been to church camps before, but there's it's nothing compared to this. I'm definitely going back next year. And, um, uh, and then the third day we're praying for people. And that day I prayed for 14 people. It was one after another, after another, after another. And I'm praying for my last person. And they're saying like, if you haven't let go throughout the, through the three days, they're like, you gotta let go of your stuff. And I'm letting go of my sins and my, stress and everything, but I'm holding on to this one thing. My grandpa died a couple months ago. And, um, you know, they're like, people are like, I love my dad and I love my mom. I love my grandpa. And, um, when he died, I was like, God, like, why would you do this? This is my grandpa. Like, I'm, this is all your fault and stuff. And so I felt the worst guilt ever since I said those. And so as I'm praying for the last person, I get up and this lady looks at me and she's like, you're not letting go. I don't know who this lady is. She's just telling me I'm not letting go. And I'm like, is she watching me or something? And so um, she prays for me and she told me that her mom died when she was 15 and she said like similar things to God. And she prayed for me and I let go and it was amazing. And I was ugly crying and it was just so good. And then Paul, he's like nodding to me and he's like, you got this. And then I'm like sitting down for two minutes and then I'm I'm like, stop crying, and I'm thanking God, and I'm breathing, and then I feel this hand on my back, and it's this guy who was rapping, and he was like, you've been saved, and while she was praying for me, he was on the opposite side of the room, so I'm like, how did he figure out, but he just said, you've been saved, and I started ugly crying again, and it was just so good, and then... And then one more thing was Mr. Chris said he got a vision from God and it was a raven. And have you ever heard of the story where like there's a pitch full of water and it's not a lot. And then all the birds are trying to get it, but then they fly away. And then one bird just gets the rocks and it fills it up with the, uh, the, the, in the water rises and then it drinks it. He was like, he said that I'm the raven and that I'm going to get the water to all my people and, uh, to, spread the gospel and help my generation and stuff. And it was amazing because, you know, I didn't spread the gospel before I went to EGB camp. So I just had a wonderful experience. 10 out of 10 would recommend. And um, yeah, that's all I had to say. Thank you. Uh, well, I got to be involved with uh, Colby's healing. And so that was incredible. Uh, little boy was in pain and we were praying for him, and uh, we asked him, okay, what, what's your pain level? And it was like at nine at first, right? And we were like, oh, we're gonna pray some more, right? It was at five, prayed some more, it was at one. Said, no, we're, we're gonna like go until like all the pain's gone, right? Uh, then he's like, 
you know what? All the pain's gone. It's like, hey, do you want to run, man? Because the Lord just put that in my heart. And um, so we like sprinted around the, the auditorium for a bit. And he, and you know, he, he came back to the spot and was like, so how do you like running without pain? He's like, yeah, he had this huge smile on his face. It was really cool. Uh, and so I got this word, actually, uh, I think Joshua shared this in a sermon one time. It's a quote from Chariots of Fire, right? Um, God made me to run, and when I run, I feel his pleasure. And so I, I felt led to speak that over him and, uh, you know, ask him to watch the movie and, you know, just see what the Lord's doing there. Um, and so it was pretty cool. He, he, he received that. But then the Lord also told me, hey, that's for you too, <laughs> right? You're involved in that, and uh, I want you to run for me as well. Because uh, I haven't been running in, in quite a while, and that's really in the past where I've been meeting with the Lord, uh, really in special ways. And so uh, I'm going to take that up again. Um, can we close it out, Jane? Or oh, we got Connor. Oh, and then Connor walked up. I'm going to get out of here because Connor's going to make me cry. So uh, you get the theme of the week, right? A whole lot of words, a whole lot of God, a whole lot of crying, right? Because the Holy Spirit's showing up. And uh, that's really just what happened. I mean, we're only going to share like not even a quarter of the stories and the words and the awesomeness that happened, but we're still going a long time and we're not even scratching the surface. So here's Caroline, I guess. Hi, my name is Caroline, if you didn't know, and I've been to EGP camp for three years. Uh, this year was my third year, and, like, the first two years, it was, like, like I felt something, and it was, like, really amazing, but, like, the third year, it was, like, hold on, like, we need to talk to God and, like, figure some things out because this doesn't add up, like, it was, like, amazing, amazing. So, basically, I'm just going to tell y'all, like, all the things that happened. And uh, there was this, the first night I prayed for, or I had a vision for Maddie Meeks. And I uh, saw her praying on this, or not praying, uh, worshiping and ministering on this stage. And butterflies were coming out of her mouth. And they had like little notes on them and it was like dropping on everyone's he head and like giving everybody like words and like everything that they needed from God. And I thought that that was pretty cool. And then, uh, you know, that Paul guy that was like the soldier and like yelling at everyone. So I went to his class. It was this uh, workshop that he had and it's encounters God encounter God's presence. And he was like, he gave us his testimony and like all of the things that he said and then he gave us time to like encounter God's presence so the whole time I was like make him come over here and talk to me and he did and he like told me like the vision that he had uh, for me and stuff like that so I thought that that was pretty cool and like just like every single day like since day one I've been having like at least like 10 people like I had a vision or a word or something like it was like every single day I had something but like on the last day I took some time for myself and at the very end and I just started jumping I just started jumping and praising the Lord and I probably jumped for like 10 minutes like it really hurt my legs but I was like I gotta keep going like I gotta keep praising the Lord like so I thought that that was pretty cool because Every single day, I was just like all for everyone else. Everybody else needs all of their things that God's pulling through me, but I never took time for myself. So whenever I did, I thought that like he was pulling things towards me that I never knew that I could do. And I just thought that it was really fun. And like 
again, 10 out of 10 recommend, like, it, it completely, like, changes you, like, everybody was, like, running across the whole entire, um, room, and it was a pretty big room, and we, like, all just started running, everybody was crying, everybody was touching everyone, praising the Lord, it was just completely God-filled, like, there was no, like, evil or anything in there, which I thought was amazing, so, oh, sorry, okay, yeah. So I'm Connor. Hi. Um, so basically, um, a couple of people, this is my third year going. You know, every year it gets better and better. It just kind of stacks. You know, you learn new experiences, and then you use those experiences the next year to have a way better experience. It's kind of great. Well, basically, um, for the past two years, there's always this kind of, not theme, but it's like, he's like, I'm a, you know, first year's like, you're going to prophesy for a couple people. Second year's like, you're going to prophesy for a couple more people, and you're going to get better at it and talking to them and not be really awkward while doing it. And so, um, and so this year, as you know, I think Caitlin said, I got to prophesy for a lot of people. And it was great. So I was like, cool, I'm just going to get better at this gift I've been given. Thanks. He was like, no, that's a side thing this year. We're going to change that on the last day. You're welcome. So basically, the last day, um, you know, all three days, it's been great. You know, he speaks to me through worship. You know, I could be like, on, I could be in my bed on the floor and, he, and, he, and I'd be like, pray. And he'd be like, oh, no. Nah. And then just like a simple song comes on. He's like, hey, I'm here. Well, basically, last day, um, worship starts. Feel nothing. It's to the point where I literally don't even like want to worship. I just was like, song would come on. I try to worship to it. And I'm like, I can't. It's like, there's just this feeling inside of me where he's like, you're just not feeling it. Like, it's just nah. And so I, and so then I do what I don't normally do. And I go off to the side and I'll kneel down and I'll pray. And, and like, and throughout the week, I've learned what I call a new superpower. My hand shakes when he's like, yes, that's right. So my hand shook and I was like, cool, you're here. And I was like, but you're not here because you're not talking to me and you're not doing anything in my life. And I was like, so you're here, but you're not talking to me. You're not communicating. What's up? So I just keep going through this and it's like the last song, you know, in worship. So I was like, okay. So I went, so I go to talk to Miss Jane. I get this feeling of, I should go talk to her. And I tell her what's up. And she was like, it's a test. And I was like, what's the test? She goes, well, you see, throughout the entire week, it's been really easy to praise him because he's been there the entire time. But he's testing you, so for when you're not feeling his presence, are you still going to love on him? Are you still going to be there for him and praise him like he is there? And I was like, well, I'm going to try. She was like, just go out and do it. And so she prays for me. She was like, he's doing this because he's planning on leading you into a leadership position. I was like, okay. Well, the moment I walk up to go and praise him, they were like, okay, that's the end of worship. It's like, that. how do I worship you? Like, I, you know, well, that day, then what they normally do is after they do the sermon, they do another set of worship to kind of like calm everyone down, even though it never calms them down, it more just rouses them back up. Well, um, so I got this other chance and they were like, at the very beginning, they were like, we want everybody who wants to experience him tonight to come to the altar and kneel down. Like three fourths of the entire place just go and they're like kneeling down and I'm kneeling down and I'm not feeling anything. I'm like, really? And then I realized and I remembered, I was like, I'm supposed to worship him. I'm not supposed to be on the ground. And so I stand up and I look around and there's like 20 people standing up. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna be one of those 20. We're gonna make it 21. 
So I stand up and I start worshiping and I finally start to feel something. I'm like, yes, we got there. And then the night goes on and, um, and just throughout the night, I'm getting the same things I normally do. And I'm able to prophesy for more people and I'm feeling everything and, and it's a great night. Well, throughout the week, I keep getting youth pastor on my heart. First day, he puts youth pastor. Second night, after I prophesy for a lot of people, I get this thing of um, everybody's telling me, you should be in the ministry. You're gonna be in the ministry. You would be a great minister. It's like, thank you. And then this third, the third night, Chris walks up to me and he's like, God is gonna like, um, he, he's it's like, right now you're staying kind of closed and you need to open up and he's gonna take keys and he's gonna like unlock certain parts of you and, and he's gonna like lead you into certain places. And then third night was, it was, uh, you know, he kept putting youth pastor in my heart and I had somebody walk up to me and they were like, uh, he was from a completely like different church. He was like, who are you? I was like, I'm Connor. And he was like, I see you as being in a leadership position in a church. I was like, cool, thank you. And I go back to worshiping, not really thinking anything of it because I'm not smart. Um, fourth day was then when she gave me that word. And when I get home, my mom tells me that someone, someone, I, I, think, I think it was Bill Willis, maybe. I think that was his name. That um, when I was like eight, seven, something around there, that she was walking me around the church and he stops me and she goes, hi. And he just goes, your son's gonna be a pastor. And I was like, and you're telling me this now? I was like, I was eight, I'm 14. <laughs> You're just now telling me I'm going to be a pastor? She was like, I didn't think anything of it. No, like, even my dad didn't know. He goes, sorry, he did what? And so, um, and so as I pray about it more, um, you know, my original plan was being a game developer. Like that, like it was game developer to youth pastor. Like that's not, and so I was like, well, thanks for the, you know, three years of thinking I'm going to do something else. And then switching it up on me after three years. But, um, but yeah, and so I'm still praying about it. But um, basically, I'm, I'm, he's kind of leading me into being a youth pastor. People have been telling me, like, he's going to lead you. So um, cool. But yeah, <clears throat> there's, thank you, Miss Natalie. All right. So I'm Jaden, and this was my fifth year going to GP. This year, I went as a counselor before I went yeah, as a camper. And being a counselor is a really different experience. So for me, my testimony really is these kids. This is a third of the people that were there. And just seeing the confirmations, being able to pray for them, give words to some of them, and just see how they grow and encourage them through that is such a blessing to me. And just to be able to kind of step back and look on the week and just see how good God was over that entire week and how he planned these divine moments for each of them. And that not one of our kids walked out without having some kind of an encounter, some kind of a life change. And how their gifts grew, how they came to pray for people, prophesy over people, and how they got so much freer in worship from the first day to the last was such a testimony to God and such a blessing to me. We hear about the greatest generation. We know that the greatest revival in the history of earth is coming. And being at EGP truly helped me see. I thought, this is how. 
you hear, see this, imagine the maturity of experiences these kids have had, and they're not even 18. They've already prophesied. They have dreams and visions. They're slaying people in the spirit. I mean, it was so beautiful to see our kids, and it was an auditorium full of kids like them from all over Texas and New Mexico. It's happening. It's starting. It's here. The fire's here. And so I just, uh, just seeing the reckless abandon, the unafraid, they were in a setting. And I'd heard about EGP. Obviously, my kid wrote the rap, right? I mean, I, I knew it was great. She came back changed and loved it. But to get to go for the first time and then see with my own eyeballs what kids will do when they're let alone to do it and when they're given a space to do it, when they're not afraid and they're not kind of hiding. And so I just claim every bit of what happened in that auditorium for our new youth room up there, that that same freedom in the spirit will happen. And that kids, this is not, this is, this will continue and we'll bring more and more and more in. We'll have to take over more spaces because the spirit of the God is there. And I'll just tell a quick story. I want to just, I want to just say Jane, Uh, she's special. We all know that because y'all have had her as part of a family here. But the way she, she didn't see it as taking kids to camp. Jane, it, this was a completely orchestrated, designed, prayed over, um, prayed into spiritual experience from top to bottom. Not one bit of orchestration, administration, anything was going to take the precedence in Jane's mind. She prioritized what they would get spiritually. And we had a funny little story because <laughs> Kylie came... Kylie came down the hall and she said, um, I've, I don't know if I broke my toe. And her toe's literally sitting sideways. <laughs> and so being a principal and school leader in the past, I'm like, okay, let me go through the protocols. I'm like, um, okay, I'm not sure exactly what those protocols are at camp. So we go to find Jane. <laughs> and Jane, like everything else, helped Dale with it spiritually. And we'd already talked about every day you take, you know, dominion over those things. And so she's like, well, let's just pray about it. And it's going to be fine. And, and it's just going to be popping back in. The spirit's going to take care of it. So I'm like, okay. I said, is it her, Kylie? No. Nope. So they were in the service later, and I see Kylie with some kind of, and I said, Kylie, are you okay? What did you tell me? No, it's just my, it was something else going on. It wasn't her toe at all, so I kept checking on the toe. Anyway, so her mom texts me. Her mom said she had such an amazing time. In her text, she says, I took her to the emergency care, and the doctor said, no, it's not broken. Maybe just, just give it a couple of days, and it'll heal. It was exactly Jane's prayer that she basically prayed, which didn't even make sense at the time to me either. She was probably like, okay. And literally, the doctor confirmed Jane's prayer. So thank you, Lord, for miracles, for safety, um, but more than anything, for the fact that uh, I want to bless Jane, and I want to bless those who gave in to the scholarships. We had, I mean, she talked about her friend, Eric, a kid who's been seeking on his own in a family, was slain in the spirit and had visions. Jesus is his best friend. Uh, it's beautiful. So just more and more, we just, we claim more and we thank you all for the opportunity. I want to share one more thing about Natalie. Five minutes after the toe deal with Kylie, we're walking to uh, dinner and uh, she trips and before I knew it, she was horizontal. And somehow she was able to, to flip herself on the grass. And the warfare, the spiritual warfare was so real to me when I saw that. And it was like our last night, the enemy was still trying to cut us out of the greatest celebration of the whole week. And I said, oh my gosh, just don't move, don't move. She was up in a heartbeat. She was like, not even a scratch. But I do want to say one more thing. One of the messages, the main messages of the whole week is you are made to contain the Lord Jesus Christ. You are being called now to go out and make a difference and make an impact in everybody else's life. But to do that, 
you have to do something different when you get back. And so I'm asking each one of you guys to pray that they would be willing to step into that different thing God is calling them to. To have the boldness to risk standing alone. The other word was higher. The very first night, the word came out, higher, higher. God is calling some of you higher. And to do that, you're going to have to get in his word and walk away from some of the relationships that are holding you back and keeping you down. So um, I just want to say thank you again for your prayers. You have no idea how powerful they were, but also the impact on our kids and every kid that was there. I, I, I could be here another hour and tell you some of the children that I got to pray for that God was super faithful. But we love you so much, and thank you for your support and your love for the youth in, in this church. Thank you. We hope you've enjoyed this episode from Calvary Community Church Podcast. For more content and information about Calvary Community Church, please visit our website at calvaryhouston.com.